At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Bill Krakenberger will join us hour number two today, unscripted with the crack man, Will Hill, a, later on, uh, a little bit later on this hour to talk NFL. See if he has anything in college football. Chris Valika, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Don't want to sleep on him as well. Also, Daily Wager, Stan for Stephen the Bear podcast with his bowl picks. Whether today, whether tomorrow, whether New Year's Day, even beyond. There's a bowl game beyond. Parlay, let me ask you a question, sir. Jeff Parles, everybody, who hosts Bet Center, goes by Parlay on this here program. Uh, I don't know why he does Parles on the other one. Did you bet anything in college football yesterday? Anything at all? All I had was Clemson. I Clemson pre-flop. Yeah. I ended up laying a dollar twenty-five on the money line, and that was that was it. That was the only thing I ended up taking yesterday. So I did too, and so I I ended up with all three pre-flop winners yesterday, but went very light on Maryland. Merlin, as we used to say back in the DMV, who crushed Vatek. Vatek didn't look like they wanted to be there, so Maryland won that by about a thousand. But I went light on that. I also went light on Oklahoma late, who crushed Oregon. I went a little heavier on Oklahoma than I did in Maryland. But Oklahoma wins it 47-32 to in a game that wasn't nearly that close. The fact that Oregon had a, had a backdoor push opportunity there is unbelievable because Oklahoma was up 30-3 to at the half. And the game that I went the heaviest on was, of course, the one that was the biggest sweat, which was Clemson, who only... Beat Iowa State by a touchdown, 20-13. to 13. And so I have, I have a couple questions. Well, I have one question, one major question about Iowa State and Clemson. But first, the fact, that, the fact that we even won that was such blind luck to me. So let's, that's the one thing about our bets that I, we try to do on this show is be honest. Even when we win, we have to sort of come to terms with when we were fortunate that it was not our handicap in the end. The, the Brock Purdy tipped pass, and then Purdy jumps up in the air and volleyball, volleyballs it over the net, if you will, right to Clemson player, pick six. That sort of broke this one open. And then the game clinched. We were on primetime action watching this last night. Adam Burke, who was in for Matt Brown, and I last night with Kelly Bidlin. And the fact that they clinch it on the Purdy gets the first down on the final drive, then gets it stripped, and he recovers it back behind the sticks to close out the game. 
That was one thing. So, one, coming to terms with the fact that we were just really lucky. Clemson is just, they're just, I know they won 10 games. It's amazing to think of them this way. 10 games is, you know, for mere mortals, not a unsuccessful season. For Clemson, it's horrible. But my question to you is, DJ, and I, and oh, we've gone a full season of DJ now, and I'm not sure. Is it Uangalele or is it Uangalele? I thought it was Uangalele. I thought it was the second one. I did two initially, and then I was then I was told it was Uyengalale, and then I got wrapped up in that, and then everybody went back to the original pronunciation. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is he any good? What? A, who's a bigger disappointment, Spencer Rattler or him? Well, I think Rattler is still a bigger disappointment. I even though I, even though really had a bad season, there's no arguing that. Just the the hype that went in for Rattler, he was the priest. Even though I know Leon Galele was near the top of the Heisman list going in as well, Rattler's weapons I still think were better than Clemson's weapons in the end this year with the, all the injuries that Clemson's offense took. So I'll lean Rattler. I'll be intrigued to see what he looks like at South Carolina next year. Uh, but I, I will say this: yesterday was the full Brock Purdy experience. Yes, that we attempted to warn you about going into that game yet again. Because uh, the volleyball spike was as bad of a play. Just what type of, of a decision is that? Like, I, I understand trying to knock it, it down, but don't bat it forward and keep it in the air longer, which turns it into a routine pick six. And then the last play was just bad luck more than anything. Yeah. Kid on Clemson made a great play, and Purdy just couldn't get back to the sticks after the fumble. Two years from now, are we laughing at some NFL team who's calling uh, Purdy up from the practice squad for some late-season Late season replacement. I, I don't know if he even gets to that point, but I think one thing though, because Matt Campbell was the hottest name on the coaching board for a long time. Why? And he just stuck around at, at Iowa State too long, and now I, I wouldn't hire Matt Campbell if I was one of the big guys at this, this point. This was his coach. window with Brees Hall. No, Brees Hall didn't play yesterday. That was part of the handicap, but this was his window, wasn't it? With Brees Hall on the roster. I mean, his window was honestly his window was last year. Yeah, that was that was when he had to get it done and had to get out of there. And when, didn't that game mired by horrible Purdy interceptions, if I recall, the last bowl game they played last year, uh, or the, or the bowl game that they played last year? Uh, you said you brought up South Carolina and Spencer Rattler going there. Let's talk about. We'll have Felica talking about bowl games here momentarily, but I, I I'm guessing he's going to go to tomorrow and Saturday more than he is today. Uh, we have a quartet of bowl games today, one of which starts Jeff less than 90 minutes from now. South Carolina, North Carolina. This is the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, where I believe does the coach get showered with a vat of mayo at the end of this game? Is that how disgusting this is? Oh, it's worth watching just for that. How horrible. Hey, uh, Mac Brown was asked his thoughts on it, and Shane he said, B- hey, yeah. look, I, I'd be okay if I got hit in the head with a frying pan after we win it. I don't <laughs> care if they pour mayo on me. Beamer was like, eh, I'm not really into Beamer had the proper human response. Yes, it's not really. Mayo's not really my thing. But, okay, so these are two six and six teams. Not all six and six teams are created equal. Carol- Carolina, North Carolina, that is. Tar Heels had much higher expectations and uh, they end up 6-6. Six and six. This line has gone to, I'm seeing 12 in some spots. So that's a, what is that, like a four or five point move in the last 24, 48 hours on this? I mean, I like Carolina as the winner here, but isn't that too many points at this at this juncture? That's North Carolina, correct, Gil? North Carolina. There's two Carolinas in this game. Yes, well, those of us on the East Coast. No, I know. Uh, but uh, look, there seem to be COVID concerns on the Gamecocks side. 
Um, that's why this number is spiking in a way it is. I think North Carolina wins the game, but I'm not interested in laying 11. Not anymore. I'm not. Geez, that's too many points at this. I mean, they might they might still cover, but I don't want any part of it. You, are you with Adam Burke that you think South Carolina with Rattler, interesting team next year to, to follow? Oh, they're, they're interesting. I don't know how good they are, but look, they, I thought this was going to be one of the worst teams in the SEC this past year. And Beamer got him to six and six, which was quite an achievement because this roster had all sorts of quarterbacking issues all year, didn't have a ton of talent, and they were 500 in a bowl. That's pretty darn impressive from the younger Beamer. Game two today, Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Nashville, Tennessee. You ever been to Nashville, Jeff? Great, great place. Nash, Vegas. Love it. Tennessee with your, you know, again, they're from Knoxville, not Nashville. So some people, you know, sort of playing that up. Eh, is that a thing? I don't know. But no David Bell for Purdue, their standout wide receiver. He's headed to uh, play on Sundays. Their second leading, talk about Purdue's second leading receiver, Milton Wright. He's opting out too. Tennessee, a touchdown favorite. Do you like the Vols here? No, uh, no George Karloftis either. Their star right. uh, pass rusher for Purdue. This is just one of those. Did the number get too high? Remember when this open Purdue was actually favored before all the opt-outs came, Gil. So uh, almost, I think it's a nine and a half point swing here because of the opt-outs and properly. So I, I'm going to stay off the side. I do like this total over. Over 65 Yeah, and a it half. is a, gi- a ginormous number. But Josh Heupel does not have any problem with running that score up in any circumstance. And without Karloftis, I'm not sure Purdue's defense is going to be able to slow Tennessee down at all. So I do like this game over. And Purdue's offense, even without Bell and their their number two wide receiver, still should be able to move the ball a little bit in this game. Yeah, a lot of offense. Purdue moves it quicker with a full allotment of players than Tennessee does. But, again, not the full allotment. Jeff's right. Purdue was favored when this line first came out. Then it's uh, Michigan State and Pitt, the Chick-fil-A Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. No Kenny Pickett for Pitt. No Kenneth Walker for Michigan State. Uh, so we're going to get uh, we're going to get a, uh, a, a two teams without their stars. But Pitt's going to have Bolitnikoff Award winner Jordan Addison playing. So they've got their they've got their biggest receiver. Nick Patty is your quarterback for Pitt. A season where if Pitt doesn't lose to Western Michigan by three points, maybe they're in a national semi. Can we go that far? Their two losses were to Western Michigan and Miami. I, I lost the two teams they had no business losing to this year. Michigan State favored by three here. Is that is that correct? Michigan That's correct. State favored by three. Now, there's some three and a half out there as well. Uh, Chris and company behind us have the three. Am I wrong to like Pitt a little bit here? No, I don't think so. You want to you want to lay points uh, with, with Michigan State without Kenneth not. Walker? I do not. Not interested in doing that. Now the only problem is Pitt's defense has had problems all year, uh, especially at times the Western Michigan game and the Pitt game were the big culprits. So, uh, look, I, I I would only take Pitt, but. This is one of those where if it's if Pitt's defense has decided not to make the trip to Atlanta, just get out of your pit bets and go ahead and lay some points in game with Michigan State. The Pitt pass rush, second best in the country behind Oklahoma State statistically this year. And no secondary ki- secondary's a little bit of a mess. Yeah. That's their problem. Yeah. And then Wisconsin and Arizona State tonight, Las Vegas Bowl. By the way, no Thursday night football. No Thursday night football tonight. Because apparently the NFL still only had in the contract with Thursday Night Football through the first 16 weeks of the season. So, no Thursday Night Football tonight. Our final Monday night game of the year this Monday. 
And then after week 17 plays out, we will get two games flexed into Saturday next week, but no Monday night football. Keep that in mind. And by the way, it was a wild card weekend, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday night. That's the new schedule. Arizona State, Wisconsin. Am I wrong to like Wisconsin better than any side all day today? No, the only problem is I don't like laying almost a touchdown with Wisconsin against any somewhat capable offense. I have a feeling they roll Arizona State. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Anyway, that's your Thursday night football entertainment. We'll see if Felica has a play on any of these games today. My hunch is he does not, and he goes past today to tomorrow and Saturday. But we will find out. Chris Felica from, again, College Game Day, Stanford Steve of the Bear Podcast and Daily Wager. Coming up next, Crackman as well, Will Hill. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522- 4,700. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, now with his uh, 58 Cleveland Browns jersey from uh, Sam Ginsburg yesterday. Enjoy it with Parlay on the back. Uh, we we don't have, like, breaking news right now, but uh, we'll call it Newsy. What do you got here, Jeff? Yeah, I think Newsy is, uh, newsy is a good way to, uh, to phrase it. Uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, I want to get the reporter's name exactly right, Jerry Dulock, uh, with the tweet and the report of Ben Roethlisberger uh, earlier today saying a Monday night game against Cleveland will likely be his final game at Heinz Field. The first public indication that he will retire after the season. I also am reading that if Roethlisberger were to return next year, it won't be in Pittsburgh. That's what I always, I also think about that. It doesn't sound completely like a retirement yet. Anyway, that's again, this, this Monday is the last Monday night game of the regular season. Browns three and a half point favorites at Pittsburgh. 
Does that? How about that narrative uh, approaching that game now? Like now, oh, Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field, kind of thing. I mean, from the get-go, this felt like a game that Pittsburgh would have absolutely no reason to win, and they managed to win anyway. Isn't that their brand all year? I though? mean, that's their. They, yeah. I mean, this is a team that should have five wins, and they are still in the playoff race. Still in the hunt. Still in the race. By the way, funniest team still in the hunt: the fact that the Falcons won't die. In the NFC. Hey, if the Falcons win out, the Falcons actually could make it as ridiculous as that is. Kelly Billen and I joke on primetime, actually, because when we did the uh, the VEASAN sports, the pro football sports betting guy before the season, we were asked what our wild card teams, and both of us, we didn't know that, that we had done this, uh, each of us, but both of us put Atlanta, the Falcons, as one of our wild card teams in the NFC, which is a pretty bold call. And now I look up at that board and I'm like, yep, Atlanta, genius. You know, <laughs> like if they got there, like uh, I, was, I was so right about that. What a uh, total ridiculous call that would be. Chris Felica is here, ladies and gentlemen. Talk college football with us. I don't know where he is, but you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Felica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A, part of the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, also Daily Wager, and, of course, College Game Day. How you doing, Chris? Where are you? I'm standing um, on the intercoastal in Hollandville, Florida, just outside our little hotel conference room, walked out of our meeting, so I'm just sitting here. Looking at the intracoastal waterway, uh, uh, slow by and enjoying a lovely South Florida day. Chris, I tell you what, you're sounding like Charlie Brown's mom right now. We can't understand you. I didn't catch where you were. Try that one more time, or we got to bounce here. Uh oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in Miami in Hollandale. Oh, just uh, there you go. Sitting outside the, yeah, I, 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 I turned away from the phone. I'm sorry. Okay. But I, I just sitting out here outside, outside our conference room and uh, just you know, sitting in, in the lovely weather in South Florida. By, by the way. Who's going to sign Ben Roethlisberger? Who's going to sign Ben Who would want him? Who's going to sign Ben Roethlisberger? Who would want him? I have no answer to that question. None, none whatsoever. Uh, Chris, the connection is really bad, so I'll tell you what. Should we, well, let's try to call Chris back. How about that, Jeff? Let's try to do this. We'll try to call you back one time, Chris, and we'll see if we can get the connection a little better because uh, we want to get Chris's uh, college football picks today, tomorrow, and on Saturday, where do you land finally, Jeff, on the uh, on the semis t- tomorrow night, the national fo- college football national semifinals? Well, I want I want to see uh, I want to see if Michigan's at full strength first. Yes. Um, before doing anything on that game, even though I've been in the camp that I think Michigan is going to pull the upset outright uh, this whole time. And that look, you're under two touchdowns now with Alabama. I think you have to lay it, and if Cincinnati beats you, Cincinnati beats you. You surprised that these lines have not, have virtually not moved at all? Uh, I, I'm not, because I think uh, everyone's played COVID news pretty close to the vest for the most part. And Georgia now claiming, yes, we did have COVID, but we're okay now. We're which, okay now. Yeah, so it just, it's just tough to. Uh, it's it, it's not it's not shocking to me that these haven't moved. I'm gonna wait till the last minute as long as that Michigan line doesn't get out of control uh, uh, towards them. And Bama 13 and a half would be the way I play it. I'm not gonna bet it though. I already bet. I told you I bet it right as it came out. Bama minus 13 and a half. Michigan plus seven and a half. And that's where they are right now for both of them. Uh, national semis tomorrow. Two of four bowl games actually, as it turns out tomorrow. Do we have Chris back? On the phone, Chris Felica. We'll see if we can get some. Uh, we'll do five minutes with Chris here. We get some picks. Chris, how you doing, man? You back? There you are. There yeah, you I'm are. I'm good. I'm okay. Here. What about today? Four games today. Do you like anything? Yeah, I like the Arizona State team total uh, under in, in the game out there at it'll, it'll, it'll Legion Stadium. I, I just I trust Jimmy Leonard and in, in that Wisconsin defense, which has done a really good job throughout the course of the year. I think they've allowed uh, 17 points or fewer. In uh, in eight of the twelve games, and one in a couple of games where they allowed a bunch of points, 
it was a Graham Mertz turnover related. And it's an ASU offense that really isn't super dynamic as some of these have been in past years. So I, I saw a team total ASU uh, under 17 or 17 and a half, I think as well. So I'm going to, that, that, that's the one thing tonight today that I really like amongst the, uh, the games. And I, and I thought it might be a, uh, an opportunity to get a, uh, an over. No, we were going so well. We were, we were, we were going so well, an opportunity to something. Well, Chris, We'll, we'll dump Chris. We'll, we'll, apologies to that. So Chris likes. So we're a little simpatico anyway on tonight's game. I, Wisconsin was my favorite play of the day, and he likes the uh, the Arizona State team total under. So that works out nicely. We, we, uh, we're good on that. Do you like anything New Year's Day, Jeff? So uh, hold on, I, I want to go to I want to go to tomorrow, please. First, oh, I didn't mean to skip. Yeah, I, because we tomorrow we have the two games that. Have the different opponents in there from what we were the originally expecting. Two substitution expecting. games. Yeah, we have Rutgers playing in Jacksonville against Wake Forest. Rutgers legitimately playing their best bowl game ever now. Can I ask you a question? Because Mike Palm and I talked about this before the Megapod briefly last week, which is has anybody made anything of the fact that Rutgers was just available to play? Like, weren't these kids dispersed back home, or were they like having some sort of Illegal practice situation. Like, what's going on with them? Who knows? She's like, oh, Rutgers, in, could you come in, please? A- anything's in play there. But uh-huh. but look. Uh, I, so you had no interest in that question. <laughs> no. I, yeah. here, here's the thing with that game, Gil. Mm-hmm. We're up to 16. I know Rutgers has really only been preparing for this game for eight days. Wake by 16. Not like Wake hasn't given up their share that's of points. That's a lot of points for a team that's deep, that their defense is so horrible. So horrible. That even though Rutgers' offense is basically inept, they should be able to move the ball. So uh, I, I 16 with Rutgers is at least somewhat intriguing. And then Central Michigan Wazoo in the Sun Bowl. Gil, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what type of effort Wazoo puts in this one because the opponent is significantly lesser than Miami. Uh, Central Michigan is, this is the biggest bowl game a Mac team has ever played now. It is. And it'll be interesting to see what effort Wazoo puts forward in a year that was very trying, obviously, because Rolovich got fired mid-season because he wouldn't wouldn't, uh, go in with the vaccine mandate in the state of Washington. I'm glad glad we didn't skip that because you're right. So what you're – let's put it another way. If Wazoo cares and both teams are playing full strength, Wazoo should roll them. If Wazoo cares, Wazoo wins by three scores. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I believe that as well. Then what about Saturday, New Year's Day? All right, so Rose. Oh. let's just work our way through. The Rose Bowl's unbettable at the number that it's at right now. You needed to get an early on Utah. It's not bettable now, even with all the opt-outs for Ohio State. Wilson and Olave going, going to the next level. Where do they get drafted? I would take both of them in the first round. I think one will go in the first and one will, go, will be an early two. That would be my guess. Who's first, who's second? I think Wilson will go first. God, I love Olave. I think they're both awesome. Yeah. But I think Wilson will go ahead of Olave. So, unbettable, not, unbettable not Utah plus the points, just unbettable. Unbettable at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other games, uh, the, the Outback Bowl, Penn State and Arkansas, uh, favorite flip here. I like Arkansas. Yeah. I, I, I think Arkansas gets it done. I think yeah. they'll, they'll care more than Penn State about this game. They're also, I just think they're better, too. 
Just better football I think, team. I think they're pretty similar. Yeah. I think they're pretty similar. Opt-outs on both sides as well. Of course, uh, Penn State without their D coordinator, Brent Price, now the head coach at Vodtech. Um, by the way, did you see that yesterday? Him getting interviewed in the middle of the game, and I did. Right, right as he gets interviewed, they, Maryland hits an eighty-yard play for a touchdown. <laughs> I had Maryland, I was dying. He's like, "Oh, let me tell you, we're going to have a great program next year." And then Maryland just kills him on the field right <laughs> behind him. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. I still like Notre Dame. That hasn't really changed the whole time. I'm just concerned about Oklahoma State being able to move the ball in this game. Adam Kramer loves Oklahoma State. No, yeah. he seems to be the only one. Hmm. Uh, and then the other two games, Baylor, Ole Miss, I have no feel for. No. No idea. Me and then Kentucky, Iowa, I, I agree with the line move here. Kentucky's up to a three-point favorite. Iowa stinks. But the thing is, Iowa's defense could very easily force turnovers against a Kentucky offense that has had its problems with turnovers this year. Thank God for football, man. Thank God for football. Uh, it's provided me with a great distraction and the fact that uh, – we have a nice weekend to bet straight through. Then the NFL obviously resumes on Sunday. Still miss the NFL game tonight. Don't know why they uh, didn't uh, plan for that. All right, we'll come back. We will talk NFL, Jeff and I. Jeff and West, by the way, with a sneaky good entry this year. Still not enough to get the money. We'll talk about that next. Vison, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today. You also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vsin.com. Slash subscribe. Hope we get in all these uh, remaining bowl games. By the way, uh, Felica, Chris Felica, the bear, that is, uh, He, our connection was bad, but he did go ahead and uh, text me his picks. And uh, Jeff, he's going to be oppo you on a couple of these. So he is on, well, he's oppo both of us on the Georgia-Michigan game. He likes Georgia minus seven and a half. So he likes Georgia in one of the national semifinals minus seven and a half. He does like the Cincinnati team total under 22 and a half tomorrow as well. So those are Chris's two national semis picks. As far as uh, the other bowls, he, uh, he's oppo you on Kentucky. He likes Iowa plus the points. He's going the uh, fighting Ferrances and the points plus three. And then he's taking Ohio State minus four and a half against Utah. He likes the Buckeyes despite the opt-outs. So those are uh, Chris Felica's picks. I, look, I'm not going to quibble with the Ohio State one because at the number that it's at now, you could only bet Ohio State. You can't take you. You missed the boat on Utah at this yeah. point. I mean, you got to figure they're they're still they're, you know, their replacement players. Apologies to the Pac-12. Still going to be okay. All right, NFL. Let's talk Week 17 and again. Let me just repeat the schedule because you may be wondering why is there no Thursday night football game today. I was wondering the same thing. They couldn't have planned for this, but apparently they only do it through week 16, so we have no Thursday night football to, uh, tonight or next week. Thursday night football, done. We only have the Monday night game besides the Sunday games this week. It is the last Monday night game of the regular season. Week 18, there is no Monday night game, the final week of the season, but they will flex two games to Saturday. So there'll be two games Saturday. The rest will be played on Sunday. And then wild card weekend. Remember, last year was the first year of seven teams per conference making the postseason, and they played three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. 
This year they've changed that. It's two on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday night. Do you prefer that, Jeff, over the three and three? No. You like the three and three. Yeah. I, it did, also, I did two. It also creates a pretty significant disadvantage for whoever wins the Monday night game the following week. Yes. Yeah, that, no, that's a great point. It will create a, a short week, shorter week than whoever their opponent is. That's what we brought that up the first time when, we, when they announced this change. That's the, that's the little quirk to it. All right, as far as Week 17 is concerned, again, I was not here for guessing lines, but the lines that I find the most off, let's put it that way, and then we'll get to yours, Jeff, here. But let's start with a random game. I actually think Washington getting three and a half Despite Washington getting absolutely steamrolled by Dallas, I think I like Washington plus the points. The Eagles do nothing for me. I have absolute no belief that they're three and a half points better than Washington as a road team here. Not that FedEx matters for home field, but I just don't. I don't. I don't find the Eagles to be a three and a half point favorite. The hook is the whole key here. Really, give me the hook. I'll take it. Give me Washington. Washington's still in the hunt. Eagles right now on the inside. They would be a playoff team if if the playoffs were to start today. Breaking, the playoffs do not start today. Uh, The other two that I like, I like the Bengals getting five points against the Chiefs. I really do. Four and a half even. If it's still four and a half, I'd still like that. I just think the Bengals, I, I agree with Drew Dinsick on this. I think the Bengals can match the Chiefs pound for pound, touchdown for touchdown. You're giving me four and a half. And again, the Chiefs, when you go, listen, I know people love the Chiefs. They're slurping the Chiefs. They think the Chiefs are the best team. Go through the Chiefs' schedule. Tell me how many teams in the current playoff picture they've beaten. And the answer is three teams, one of which was Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, the other of which was Dallas without Amari Cooper, and they won by 10. And the third was they beat the Eagles. Good for you. Give me the Bengals. Bengals can clinch the AFC North this weekend. So I like the Bengals plus the points. And the third one that I like, which I was sort of incredulous about the line, and didn't really didn't really get, and now, now it's escaping me, which that's how my weekend's going. Oh, Tennessee giving three and a half, and by the way, it's three in some spots, against Miami. There was, it looked like there could be a COVID scare for Tennessee earlier in the week. Now the NFL has changed the rules. I don't know. I'll take Tennessee if I'm only laying three or three and a half in that game. I think Tennessee can control this game. Again, the Dolphins, we went through the quarterbacks the Dolphins have beaten in their uh, last seven games. Not that Ryan Tannehill is a Mount Rushmore, but A.J. Brown is back. And remember, the Titans were playing without players. Their top offensive players also have their offensive line for part of this stretch. Give me the Titans. Titans still going after that number one seed in the AFC. By the way, Jeff, I went 5-0. and oh. In Circa this week, don't you ever tell me that I can't go 16 weeks and not get a better record than 3-2. and two. Don't ever tell me that again. It took me 16 weeks to get better than a 3-2. and two. Um, You and Wes are having a splendid season. We were talking about this with Las Vegas. Chris, who was kind enough to join us on set yesterday, how he was saying there's somebody who's at 68% <clears throat> right now or 67%. He doesn't think they're going to end up in the money. What are you and Wes? We're at 59% and have absolutely no chance of placing. 47 and 33, you said? Yeah. And, and just have no shot. 
a fine year by any you know by any measure, but in a contest of thousands of people now, no shot whatsoever. Who do you like? Who will you suggest to West that you play? Well, Detroit will be on the list, uh, begrudgingly for me on Detroit. Uh, I, the the Seahawks. It just feels like a scenario where the Seahawks are going to completely give up. First time they've been eliminated this early in the Russell Wilson era. They lost in pretty much unfathomable fashion last week to the Bears and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is he's on the injury report, but he cleared COVID protocol. You imagine Goff will play. And after watching Tim Boyle again, Jared Goff, despite his issues, is significantly better than Tim Boyle. So I, I, Detroit will probably be on my list. I still can't get over hearkening back to our Survivor discussion. The two people who played the Falcons last week, one of whom had the Buccaneers available, decided to still take the Falcons. The other had the Bengals available, still decided to take the Falcons. And the, that Tim Boyle pick to win it, I couldn't help at that moment think of those two people and say, man, the, the universe is just shining on you The guys. Bengals, the one who had the Bengals, I think, would have been, even though Tampa ended up destroying Carolina. Didn't have three players. I think there yeah. is a – that, that I would imagine that entry is trying to get that extra million week 18. That's what, that's what we speculated. And, or they wanted him this week against the Jets as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. So yeah. there, there are options there. The only other one that I like, and it, it's gone against me from guessing lines, and I'm not surprised at this, is Minnesota on Sunday night against Green Bay. Uh, Vikings have already beaten the Packers once. The Packers have been playing with fire these last few weeks now. Uh, no no Adam Thielen. His regular season is done. He had ankle surgery to clean up what was going on there. Uh, but Dalvin Cook is back thanks to the new COVID uh, the new COVID rules and getting players back quicker regardless of vaccination status. Uh, it just feels like Green Bay is, is – just not playing particularly as well and as well as they have before. And uh, Michael Lombardi brought this up with us yesterday. Green Bay special teams is a big problem. Big problem. Big problem because they can't get anything right. Their special teams have been horrible for the better portion of really the entire season, one fashion or another. Earlier in the year, Crosby couldn't make a kick. Now they can't cover punts. They're kicking kickoffs out of bounds. It's just been a whole – they're fumbling punt returns. It's just a total mess. Further special teams. So I, I like Minnesota. It's a little more tepid than Detroit, but those are the two. And look, this Cincinnati line just keeps going up. I mean, there's even a five and a half out there right now in the Bengals. I understand the thought process that Kansas City just be able to score as many points as they want in this game, and Cincinnati won't be able to keep up. But I'm not so certain they're gonna they're not gonna be able to keep up. This feels like a game where it's last team who has the ball wins the game. And in that scenario, I'll very happily take the points at five right now at most spots, some four and a half. If you can find that five and a half, good on you and go ahead and take it right now. Yeah. I'm just looking at weather too. We're at that time of year. We got to check weather green Bay, Monday night, excuse me, Sunday, su- night, Sunday night, pardon me, Sunday night, 13 degrees high, but it doesn't look like any precipitation. So it does not look like snow. Well, hold on. Yeah, no, that has changed. Because two days ago, it looked like it could be crazy weather. Every- it's gonna, it, Gil's going to be five degrees at kick. Yeah, five degrees at kickoff. But I'm not seeing precipitation on, on, my, uh, on my Doppler, which is me calling up a page on the information superhighway. But right at five degrees at kickoff. You don't think the Thielen absence, uh, that doesn't bother you? It does. Yeah. It does. But K.J. Osborne, other than that drop in the end zone that resulted in an interception, has played pretty well the last few weeks. 
Should be fun. Sunday night, five degrees Fahrenheit, not Kelvin, for those of you looking at uh, your uh, your degree scales, if you will. We'll come back. Will Hill will join us. Uh, will doing double duty today. He's doing the Megapod with uh, Mikey Todd and I as well. Will Hill on his picks in the NFL this weekend. It's next. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet MGM welcomes you with a special offer on New Year's Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any sport to win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the holiday like never before and score big with the king of sports books. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets when you bet on any sport on New Year's Day. Start the year off right and discover why there's nothing like a win at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Uh, Jeff, you have DraftKings five most bet upon football games, is it? All year long or NFL? That's games? what uh, that's what uh, DraftKings Sportsbook social media has right now, and it's in uh, in my email as well. Top five best, top five most bet games this year in the NFL. Stunning, stunning occurrence at number one. Number this one is, would be the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl. Okay. This is for the calendar year of 2021. Give us five, four, three, and two. Sure. Number five was Cleveland and Kansas City in the divisional round. Okay. It was number five. The AFC Championship game between Buffalo and and Kansas City was four. Okay. The Bucks and the Packers NFC Championship uh, game number three. How did the Packers lose that? Kicking field goals down eight, uh, down eight late. Yeah, still hurts. Still hurts, hundred percent. Even though again, the biggest play of the entire postseason with Jared Cook fumbling Jared against Cook fumbling. Tampa Bay, by far the biggest play yeah. of all postseason. Drives me crazy when Tampa Bay betters like, oh yeah, knew it all along. Oh yeah, yeah it's like yeah. stop it. If Jared Cook was competent, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. The Green Bay game. Uh, the, the number the number two game was the only one that was a little bit surprising. Not surprising because remember at the time it was talked about as being the biggest handled regular season game maybe ever, and that was the Bucks at the Patriots. Bucks in and Brady's the return in week, week four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Which we were talking about, everyone was talking about during the offseason. Oh, whatever. the narrative of that game, week four. So that ends up being the number two most bet games, which shows you once again, right, 
that no matter how seriously we take stuff at, oh, this is more bettable than that, this sport is more bettable than that, this game is more bettable than that, that people are still going to bet the the ones that the uh, the media drums up narrative-wise during a regular season. Yep, second most handled game for DraftKings all year. Let's bring in Will Hill, ladies and gentlemen. He is not only a VEASAN staple, but he is also the host of the New York City Cast podcast, which is available where all podcasts are available. It's Will Hill. How you doing, Will? Gil, what's going on, man? My condolences to you and your family. I'm sorry Thank for your you. loss. Thank you so much, Will. I appreciate it. How's How have you enjoyed doing and hosting your own podcast? It's fun, you know. You have to get a little creative. You're supposed to stick to New York sports for the most part, but I've, you know, I've got some uh, some freedom here with being able to call my own plays and being able to color outside the lines a little bit because the Jets and the Giants. I don't know if you've noticed, are not very interesting. Uh, the New York Football Giants last week threw the ball 44 times for a combined like 100 yards. So, uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm actually shocked they're bringing Joe Judge and Daniel Jones back and just kind of running this whole thing back. They said they're going to bring in a new GM. Okay, I mean, what's that GM? He's really more of a puppet. He's not deciding the coach. He's not deciding the quarterback. Uh, really kind of a disaster organization right now. Hmm. Giants and Jets weren't good this year. I missed that. Interesting. Uh, okay, so NFL, by the way, just got a, another, the latest, uh, the latest report. And again, it's weather, so who knows, right? High of three degrees. <laughs> I have Ooh. three degrees with a real feel of negative eight degrees. That's for Green Bay, Minnesota. That's for correct? Green Bay, Minnesota. Sounds lovely. For the, for the Sunday night game. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. By the way, it's supposed to be freezing here, too, in Vegas. We had snow on my roof on the Strip, my roof, the building's roof, a couple, a couple years ago. We, I don't know if we're getting snow, but it's going to be in the 20s. Uh, okay, Will, what do you like? Week 17, what have you bet already? Boy, I'm, I'm locked step with, with a lot of yours. I really love the Bengals. Uh, very rarely do I get surprised by a line. I'm surprised this is four and a half, five. I think this is a last team with the ball kind of game. Uh, I, I like I like the over. I bet over 49 and a half. I know that shot up. I'm not surprised. I see some 51s out there. To me, too, I don't know. I mean, we don't talk parlays a lot. Usually they're not good value. But, you know, a money line parlay with the Bengals in the over, I think there's some correlation there. I don't see the Bengals winning, you know, a 24-17 type of game. To me, this is a 31-28 last team with the ball. You know, uh, kind of a tennis match where each team kind of holds serve and, you know, they trade punches uh, till the end. I just, like you, you've mentioned with the Chiefs' schedule, they could have easily lost to the Chargers. That's their one good win. They needed a lot of fortune in that game. But other than that, I mean, they beat the Giants. They beat the Cowboys without their two receivers. Um, really not an impressive array of wins. They lost. To, they beat Denver, where Denver moved the ball up and down the field. Uh, I really like Cincinnati. I give them a decent shot to win this game and, and close out the division. And, and that building is going to be going crazy. You know, oh. We talk about home field and what it's worth. Is it worth the point, two points? You know, Some, some are worth more than, than others. And Cincy is a franchise that hasn't had a lot of success. With a chance to close out a division really out of nowhere, I think that building is going to be bonkers on Sunday. Biggest game in Cincinnati, I mean, in how long? I mean, it's got to be years and years, right? That's, I mean, what a game on Sunday. That crowd will be nuts. Uh, for that one, between the uh, Chiefs and the Bengals. Chiefs, four-and-a-half-point favorites. You still can find some fives out there, though. So you like the Bengals. What else do you like? Again, I'm with you on Washington. Philly at three-and-a-half on the road is, to me, a complete overreaction. Completely. I mean, Washington, not that long ago, they won four games in a row. Then, all right, they lost a heartbreaker to Dallas where they rallied back. They had all sorts of COVID issues. But if you look, these teams played two weeks ago. The look-ahead line for that was two-and-a-half, and that game was in Philly. And now they're three and a half on the road just because of all these COVID issues. I don't buy it. Uh, I think Washington, you'll get their best punch off of that effort last week, if you can call it an effort on Sunday night. Uh, I do think they'll bounce back. I think this, at worst, is a field goal game. I think this is a, a massive overreaction. I like Washington here, plus the three and a half. 
Uh, I'm with you, unfortunately, on the Titans. I, I took a shot on Miami like a month or so ago at like 11-1 to 1 to make the playoffs just because I saw the schedule coming up. And, and I look, I mean, who, who if they be? It's really comical. Mike Glennon, Joe Flacco, Tyrod Taylor, the quarterbacks they've beaten. They've beaten nobody. Ian Book, that was a disaster on Monday night. Now you actually get a professional football team here in the Titans. The hook bothers me. Maybe you just, you know, Find, try to find a three and lay more juice or just take a money line. I do think the Titans will win this game, though. I'd be shocked uh, if Miami's able to win this game. Not shocked, but I'd be surprised if Miami wins this Jeez, game. Jeez, Will, we're the same human being. We got the same three picks. That can't be good. That's not a good thing. That was a good nugget you had on Week 18 with the games being moved to Saturday. I hadn't realized that, and I'm surprised they're doing that. Usually Week 17, they try to play all the games at once, or, or the last week, Week 18, they try to play all the games at once to keep a competitive advantage. So... Uh, you know, I don't see your cards, and then I, I sit all my players. It's kind of bad for the league if, if, you know, the more competitive games, the better. I'm surprised because I would think they're going to move two good games to Saturday. That could take away a little bit, not the integrity on Sunday, but just takes a little bit of the juice at it where, you know, Dallas and Philly could be playing where Philly's playing for a playoff spot, and Dallas could see, you know, they don't need the game and sit all their starters. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, I'm surprised they're doing it. I like having the Saturday games, but I'm just surprised you're doing it. That was a good nugget. Jeff, chime in with what you wanted to add to that? Yeah, based off the, the new contract with ESPN, these games, quote-unquote, have to have playoff implications. Yeah, they're not going to put on some, so, some crappy so games. It, it, Will brings up a good point what, there because Dallas plays Philadelphia Week 18, which yeah. could be a giant game for both of them. Don't be surprised if that is your primetime Saturday game. Well, here's where it really matters for betters. For years and years and years, right, there were, you know, the NFL just had a regular Sunday schedule in the final week of the season, week 17 in those days. It'll be week 18, obviously, this year. And so what that did was when it was your normal schedule where you had a bunch of early games, a bunch of late games, um, you could do correlated parlays, and books weren't really hip to it early on. You could play a parlay based on what you felt an outcome of an early game would be in Week 18, and therefore, based on the outcome you handicapped, you then would, you know, p correlated with that would then be the, the second game, if you will, the later game's motivational angle, which is, okay, well, if this result happens in the early block on Sunday, then this team won't have anything to play for once they take the field in the last game, or vice versa, or then this team will have something to play for. But usually it's the first version of that, which is, okay, the result of this early game will then render the entire motivation for the second game or the later game completely moot because that team will have clinched a playoff berth by virtue of the result of that first game. And what the NFL has done in recent years is they leveled out all of those games, right, the same kickoff times on Sunday on the final week. And so it really legislated against bettors, gamblers, being able to do correlated parlays. But now with this flexing of two games to Saturday, Will, what you're really saying for betters is it opens up this option perhaps again. We don't know yet. We don't know what those two games are going to be, but that's the betters angle on it. Figure out real quick when those games get flexed, figure out the playoff implications and how it impacts games and teams on Sunday. That's the key to it. That's pretty sharp. I like that. I guess I shouldn't be complaining about it as long as it can make us some money. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I kind of like the week 18, the final week where, you know, everything's happening at once. And if this team wins, that happens. It's fun. But look, Saturday football is the best. I kind of wish we had it this week. It's kind of weird tonight. No football. Thursday, it is weird. No, football Saturday. no but there's no reason strange. to it. No reason for it. It's weird. We're going to get the air, you know, the Las Vegas bowl instead. Enjoy that one. Arizona, Arizona state, Wisconsin game. That's going to get canceled probably in three hours. Cause oh, of or something. I mean, I love bowl season. <laughs> it's been a disaster. 
opt-outs, the transfer portal, COVID. It's been really, I hope this is not the new normal. Uh, there can't be this many top five, top 10 picks opting out of these bowls. I get it if you're going, you know, third in the draft, but we got like 30, 40 guys opting out. It's a little crazy. You know what they should do now with NIL? Bowl, bowl committee should be incentivizing these players to play in the bowl games. I'm serious. Like, make, give them, I'm that's that's the next evolution of this, I think. Will, we'll talk to you in a little over an hour at the Megapod. All right, sounds good. My Thanks, man, Gil. Will Hill. Crackman next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Bet MG. Bet MG. Bet MG. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.